I'm leaving. I'm going to watch the debate with Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were you watching the debate before we started? No. No. Okay. We watched. We watched the first half hour. I'm recording it. Okay. Like Ian would record a football game. I'm recording the debate. <laughs> yeah, we started watching it and it got on to uh, Medicare for All and the back and forth. And every time it was back, it was back to Warren. Mm. And everyone else was like attacking Warren. I heard that was going to be the strategy tonight. Just she's a, except Bernie. Ber- well, Bernie kind of even even Bernie was because the question was, will you raise taxes on the middle class to Warren? And everybody is like, she's not answering. She's not answering. And Bernie's like, of course you raise taxes on the middle class. You have to raise taxes, but it won't be any more than what you're paying for already. I don't so- understand why they, why she and he, well, he finally, but he even dodged the question in the beginning. But why don't they just answer that question and be like, right. yes, but you'll be paying us in the long run. It's not fucking hard to figure out. Right. Right. I, I don't know. Talking points from political people. It just, I don't know. It just look, it just makes you look shady. Yes. It, it makes you look like you're trying to hide something. You wrap it up in an explanation. Your your overall costs will go down. And that's yeah. right. But she just left it at that. That's a rookie move. She should have been like, absolutely not. There is no chance I will raise cla- <laughs> middle tax classes. <laughs> Get elected and then raise those taxes. Uh, too late. You got health care. Shut it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, again, I mean, I'm not in the political field. I don't know. Like, I would just be like, yeah, go ahead, tell them. Like, say, like, yes, middle class taxes just for Medicare will go up $20 a month. <laughs> and with that, you get free health care. You won't go into debt if you break your arm. Mm. That's the thing I don't get. How can it be okay somebody in your family gets cancer, you have to sell your house and, you know, use that money to pay for medical bills? Yeah. Cancer or car accident or whatever. Mm. And to be quite honest with you. The tax part is not the thing that I find conservatives are bitching about the most when it comes to Medicare for all. The like not the I'm talking about the voters, not the fucking politicians. The voters is I don't want immigrants to have free health care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, figure that part out, but they don't seem to be like, my taxes aren't gonna go. I mean, fucking taxes go up all the time. What the fuck do you want? I mean, it happens, right? Yeah. I mean, unless you're rich, then your taxes always go down. Right, Sorry. then they go down. Then yeah. They go down. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if Grinch is joining either. Um, no, he said he was. Watching oh, the oh, it's Crap Weasel. Said me too, I'm joining Jeff. Damn it. <laughs> yes, Crap Weasel is mad that he has to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is it going to be one of those shows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Nope. I'm totally going in the other direction. I'm totally turning over a new leaf. Ooh. I've been filled with regret for a full week. For being rude to Jared, what? <laughs> uh, when you when we we were discussing the uh, the crime and punishment of police officers last week, you were correct. I was being rude, like I was just being mean to you for no reason. Like we're still totally on different camps about how we feel about how that should have been resolved with that woman right. killing the guy. But I was just being a dick. I couldn't stop myself. Like, you weren't agreeing with me, so I was being mean. And I was like, what's wrong with you, Ian? You're like a child when you debate. And uh, I've regretted it since then. So sorry about that. Ian, are you in the good place and you're learning lessons? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, but I've had time to reflect and calm down, and I realized how wrong I was. Well, if it makes you feel any better, like, I didn't, like, I wasn't like, why was Ian so mean to me all week? Oh, no, I, I, <laughs> like, I got off this and I was talking to guys. I'm like, yo, me and Ian just fucking ripped it up, man. 
And then I was like, for the past two days, I was like, ooh, I can't wait to see what happens because I don't know if you heard the news story. The lady down in, uh, that was playing the video games sa- with her nephew? In the same fucking town, I believe? Yep. Yeah. I think so. Yes. Oh, I saw that. I don't know if that's, was... if that's on our list of things to talk about, but it's not very, doesn't really fall into our wheel. No, it really no. doesn't. I, I was I was just as shocked by that. We'll see how that shuffles out. I mean, other than swept under the rug, but. No, they seem to be like, nope, He. Fu- I went to go fire him and he resigned. This is not how we fucking do things. Oh, wow. They're like, yeah, they're, they're, he's, she got charged with murder. I mean, they're not, you know, I don't know how you explain this one away is this the one that they shot into the person's house without announcing anything yes okay it was a non-emergency phone call it was a wellness check and the door's wide open and instead of announcing himself he starts creeping around in the back with a fucking flashlight and then he turns and sees her in the window says put up your hands and then just fucking fires just a goddamn mess all right let's get started okay Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, October 15th, 2019. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hello, I'm Karen. Holy shit. Uh, I'm Jared. (laughs) This is Ian. Yeah, Jared usually spices up the intro. Karen beat him to it and just sent him into a tailspin. Absolutely. I was ready to bitch about the fucking debate, and she gave me the Seinfeld talking belly. Hello! Uh, yeah, so, Jared, we'll we'll try and, you know, maybe keep it a little short this week so we can uh, get back and watch the debate. That's fine. I'll watch it for three hours after the show's over. <laughs> and we recorded it. So on this podcast, we talk about news, politics, maybe the debate uh, a little bit, and uh, religious nonsense and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you would like to join in live, you can go to our Patreon page and sign up and join us on Discord where we record uh, Tuesday nights around 9 p.m. Eastern time. A little early this week, but uh, that's okay because our, our normal live listeners are busy watching the debate. Oh, Grinch, you did show up. Grinch is here. Hi, Grinch. How are you? <laughs> this week on the show, we will be talking about, I have a few stories of religion in the White House, again, but different people this time, uh, and Jesus shoes, because mm-hmm. they're fantastic. <laughs> Wearing mine right now. <laughs> <laughs> But first, uh, so I wanted to talk about this. I, I just want to get kind of get people's where people are on this. Uh, David Silverman, who was fired from the American Atheist Group uh, due to uh, the the Me Too movement, and it was right at the same time. And a couple women came out and said that he had sexually assaulted them. He was let go from that organization has not really been in hiding, but definitely pushed out of the light for a while. Apparently the atheist Alliance international has approached him to become their executive director of, of that group, the atheist Alliance international. And I don't know if you guys have heard like the full stories or what's going on, but a lot of people, a lot of atheists are upset that he's being brought back in without, I don't know, I, with that's part of my question. What, what does he need to do 
before he gets brought back in to an organization. Has he been found guilty on these charges and allegations? He has not been charged with anything. Oh, the, so he can do whatever he wants then. The allegations were specifically brought up to the American Atheists, and they reacted. They they said that they, I think there was a little bit of an investigation, but there was nothing came of it. Okay, I think so. What is everybody all bent out of shape about then? Because the tide has shifted, and you are guilty as soon as you are accused, and then it is up to you to prove your innocence. Now, I would I would agree with that, but I don't know that he didn't do anything wrong by the same token. It's just a matter of, you know, can it be proven? Did he do something? I don't know. We don't have enough information to make that determination, but he has not been charged. So you got to just take it that for what it's worth. So the, the two, there's two stories. I tried to run it down really quickly. One was a young girl who was trying to get an internship with American Atheists, and she had approached him, and they were hanging out, and I th- she was, was trying to get an in. And he... He says he thought that he took it as she was hitting on him and took it into, you know, a relationship. They had sex. And then later she was like, I only did this because I thought he was like lauding his position over me. And he argues, I only did it because I thought she was really into me. So he says, I did I did nothing wrong there. The other situation was apparently there was a woman who he knew was into BDSM. He forced her like grabbed her forcefully and she stood up and said no he lightly slapped her and said you don't say no to me but i kind of read it as in a bdsm kind of way and then she said red which is a known sure a safe word in the bdsm community um he then took a step back she turned around and walked away and that was the end of it and she's is she accusing him of something yeah, she said that she said that he. Wait, wait, wait! wait. Uh, the woman who said the woman who said red is yes. now. I don't know about this. <laughs> so, she said red, and he walked away. Right? Yeah, he took he, he took and, a step and back. Anybody and knows she the rules away. of that shit. He's in the clear. So the argument from from what I understand, the argument against him being in the Atheist Alliance International is that it's a white male privilege. He is uh, being brought in and given a second chance just because he's he's charismatic, white, and male, and somebody else should be given that chance instead. <laughs> are <laughs> okay. the women affected by this at all? Are they are they having a hard time getting jobs? Um the young the young woman who wanted to be an intern, she didn't get an internship. She I, I would assume that that is her argument. But I mean are they going for other jobs and everyone's like, oh no, you accused David Silverman. I can't hire you. Not to you. my knowledge. No, not I don't to my know. knowledge. I don't know. This. I mean, it, it kind of when you throw me. that straight white male shit in there, then it's like hard to argue. <laughs> well, it reminds me of the Aziz Ansari story. I mean, could he have been a jerk? Probably. Did he step over the line? Doesn't sound like it. Even their stories are not that bad. Their stories I mean, the f- are. He stopped when I told him to when I used the safe word, and um, I thought I was going to get something out of it, which I didn't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with the first story, it's like, okay, well, he could be lying when he's like, well, I just thought she was into me, you know? Yeah. But then she threw that wrench into it, and you're like, well, all right, I don't know. But the second one, I feel like there was an agreement <laughs> prehand there about what we were doing. He followed the rules, and then she was just like, well, I didn't like what you did. I, I don't know. 
No. Uh, according to her, there was no previous agreement, but... Well, how did she know to yell fucking red then? Exactly. And and I'm not trying to blame her. Maybe she got in that situation and didn't expect him to react the way he did. I don't know. And she just used used the word to to get her out of the situation. I I don't know. Like like Karen said, it's kind of a he said she said. The one thing that he uh, that Silverman said on with the friendly atheist was uh, who did an interview with him. He said that he thinks that the women would probably regret what they had done at this point. And then there was, like, dead silence, and he came back and said, well, at least I, I hope that they do. Hmm. So, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe the Atheist Alliance just used it as, a, as an opportunity to get rid of, uh, of a jerk. He could be a jerk. Who knows? The, American Atheist. Sorry, know. American Atheist, yeah. I don't know. I don't the know. Having said just... all that, just pick somebody else and avoid controversy. Well, <laughs> oh, see, I have I have yeah. no objection to him applying for another job that he's seemingly very qualified for and getting it. Mm. We saw him speak when we were down in D.C. back for the Reason the, Rally. The Reason Rally, yeah. yeah. He was really good. He's a good speaker. <laughs> just though he's super qualified for this new position. Yeah. That's crazy that they would try to give it to him. Yeah. Monsters. <laughs> Well, it brings up that big question that was brought up, I hear all the time, was brought up in the Dave Chappelle thing. How long, even if you did do it, this is a weird situation where we don't even know if he did do it, mm. but like a guy like Louis C.K. where we, he admitted to it, we know what he did, how long does he have to stay off the streets before we let him out again? Well, I, I mean, the the the, uh, the the public nature of his outing requires a, 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 a public, I don't know acknowledgement that what he did was wrong and i think he's done that at this point so he's back in the back in the the comedy clubs isn't he? he's been doing yeah but people are even make a big deal about that they're like no he shouldn't be out doing stuff he should be all you have to do is not go see his shows yeah super yeah. easy no it's not that it's not that simple ian I, he, can't, he, he can't have a life yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have to destroy everything about him for something that yeah, he... see that's he did over the phone. But, I mean, there <laughs> are some there are some people that are irredeemable. That they're always going to be assholes. I, he, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby has a good example. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and he is in prison for that. Yes. Harvey Weinstein. Yes. yes. Should be in prison for that. Yeah. There are some people that should just be ostracized. Well, it's, it, so, but ostracized is a form of punishment, especially if you're in the public eye. Sure. But there is a huge difference between a Bill Cosby and a Weinstein. Oh. There is a massive difference between Weinstein and Aziz Ansari. Yeah. I mean, it's. I guess I understand, understand putting them on the same scale, but it's it's like... This destroyed Matt Damon, the road you're going down, by the way. <laughs> it, you know, Aziz Ansari had... Maybe he acted a little inappropriate on a date, but whatever. Like, that's not... He shouldn't have had to even apologize. And he did. And I think he did it, like, very well. And he lost his show because of that, right? Yeah. Oh, they canceled Master of None because of that? I mean, he's- I don't he has, have the details. Again, he has since started doing stand-up. I have, I have since seen it. But yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I somewhat disagree. I don't think they're on the same- I don't think they're comparable. I don't think it should be- You're right. He shouldn't have had to apologize publicly. He shouldn't- That should have been- None of the public's business. He should have spoken with her about what happened, and you know they, you know, apologize to her if, if she had been offended. This, this, this is it's really. Well, the, I don't know. It's beyond gray. This, this charged yeah. like you're a criminal 
for having consensual sex with another adult mm. because then they later regret what they did. I don't I don't fully always understand what the accusation is, especially not in the David Silver Silverman case. That's that's just I don't know what's going on. Please, there. I that's, still don't fully un- understand the Nzis and sorry thing. I, mm, I don't either. Yeah, weren't yeah. they like sitting around eating food or something? No, they had sex. And oh, they did have well, sex. Yeah, did they? they though it's it started. I mean, it was a date. They were at a restaurant. Right. He suggested that they go back to his place. They did. I don't think he was using his position to extort anything from her. Which he, is he, what he can't Weinstein stop being did. Aziz Ansari, right? Mm. <laughs> What's that? I said he can't stop being Aziz Ansari. Right. Like, right. You, you're going right. on a date I mean, with him I, he, unless he, the precedent for that is. If you're a celebrity, you can only date other celebrities. Well, uh, there, I think not that, but I think that there is a certain amount of extra caution that you have to use if you are a celebrity, because people are going to target you for things. And if you don't, oh, no take, doubt about that. If you, you have to take it seriously, because you you are a public figure. Anything that happens to you, any charges, anybody that comes up and says something, it's going to get in the news. Karen is clearly not aware of how complicated women are. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to shit like this. Do you know how many times I've been out with people and I'm super respectful and I don't, you know, I don't try to cross the line and I'm like, ooh, I, I can't tell if, you know, she wants me to go in for the kiss or whatever. And, you know, sometimes you can really tell and sometimes you can't. Hmm. And then the next day they're like, boy, I really wanted you to kiss me. And I was like, wow, I had no fucking idea. <laughs> oh, well, I don't really like to show it. I really like the guy to take charge and, and just do it. And I'm just like, nope. Whoa, <laughs> that's a fucking recipe for dessert. But you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're complex creatures. I'll give you that. <laughs> I like men who are assertive. Unless you're, I think you're ugly, then I'm going to press charges. I, I think that the, the probably the current and the modern answer is to just say, I would like to kiss you if that's okay. Ugh, you can still get in trouble for mood, that. Karen. Why? But you can still get in trouble for that. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought we were out on a friendly date. He started asking if he could kiss me, and it made me feel weird. And <laughs> it was, it, I don't know what was going on, and well, I thought I, think, I was going to get a. Ju- <laughs> I think that's better than um, having a palm on your face. <laughs> I guess. Hmm. It's just very weird. If you're going to act the same with a guy that you want to kiss you and a guy that you don't want to kiss you and you expect the one guy who you want to kiss to figure it out somehow, <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah. yeah. The game's rigged. Sorry. <laughs> it's horrible that nature doesn't give us physical signs and cues that we can know. That's true. We do get a clue. <laughs> well, it's not like we're – are you talking about an erection? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, mean, I don't know about Ray and Ian, but I don't <laughs> pop an erection if I want to kiss a girl. <laughs> but it is a physical sign that things are going well, okay. Comfortable. <laughs> I was more talking like skin color change or ah, something sure. like that. <laughs> Turn around and bear their ass. <laughs> mm. Now, see, that's a clear sign. Mm. Yeah. All right. Although, uh, it, does anybody have anything else, any other points you want to make on that? Yeah. Uh, that's just that in light of all this I listened to an interview today with Ronan Farrow who's got a book coming out mm-hmm. and just how much NBC News tried to cover up this Harvey Weinstein thing it was mm. crazy crazy he had a lot of power that's the problem yeah. he had a lot of power yeah no I get it but you know NBC also had Matt Lauer you know they had all that shit it's just nuts just I don't know I don't know what it is about being in a position of power does it attract corrupt people or does it just corrupt Regular people. Both. 
sometimes it corrupts already corrupt people until they're president. <laughs> I got a, a, a kind of a similar thing too, but it's I don't even know if we were going to get to talk about this. Did you, you don't you don't have anything on Hunter Biden in here, do you? No, not really. All right, real quick because just like in the same vein where we were like, well, if you fuck up, like how long do you have before you can do anything? Like I have a question. If you are related to a politician, are you allowed to have a job? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't hard. quite put my finger on this Hunter Biden thing and how everyone's like, this is very swampy. And I was like, well, is he just supposed to sit there and do nothing? I- I'm-, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do. And I know, obviously, what the Trump children are doing is not what you're supposed to do either. <laughs> That's to the extreme, yeah. Well, he was right. he was on an interview last night. And I didn't see the interview, but I did see one clip where he said that he was sure that if his last name wasn't Biden, that he would not have gotten the job at Burisma. And that is an acknowledgement that he got the job for who his daddy was. Sure. So he should he have taken that job? No, he should not have. Whoa. Did it cause an- Whoa. It, Let's pump the brakes on why nepotism is wrong and tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> because the only reason they hired him was as a potential avenue to his father. That's fine. He no? has to deliver, though, to make it a problem, right? <laughs> That's sure. what I feel. Like, yeah. if you're dumb enough to hire him and be like, well, maybe we'll get an inroad to Biden, and he was like, no, I'm actually here to work. It's the appearance of impropriety. It's the, um, you know, does Hunter doesn't go to his dad and say, hey, daddy, could you, um, you know, make sure that Burisma gets, you know, no tariffs or whatever. No, that doesn't happen. But families are families. You want to take care of your kid. Might you slightly, for, you know, favor that company? Potentially. That's improper. Shouldn't You shouldn't do it. But so then what is Hunter Biden supposed to do for eight years? Work for companies I, in the United States, not for foreign countries. Okay, but even that still could be a, a conflict of interest. It, it, less so. It's less I, okay, problematic. I, I'll, I'll compromise and be like, if you're a child or a, re- a close relative of a politician, you cannot work overseas for another country, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a state-owned company. It's not like it's a private company that just happens to be overseas. It's state-owned. I understand yeah. that where you're coming from, that it might be ethically que- questionable, but at the same time, this is not anything new. No, this has agreed. been constant since. I mean, nearly since the inception of the country, if not the inception of the country. Like I don't, I can't tell you for sure that none of the presidents had ties to Lafayette, who helped found our country. You know, maybe there was French businesses that the, that they had ties to. It wouldn't surprise me since he was really eager to come over here and help us for a very little gain, really, except to hurt the English. <laughs> like, at least going back, if, if we go back just to the Kennedys, everybody since the Kennedys has had <laughs> something going on. And the Kennedys' nepotism is, I mean, that's Legendary. historic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it is problematic that you, you have, what was he, the attorney general is your brother. Yeah. That's not great. Wait a minute. Like, is there, <laughs> so wait, now- <laughs> is there a distinction between your father calling you up and saying, hey, hire my son because I'm the president or the vice president, you know, give him a good position and pay him an ungodly amount of money, or this company grabs Hunter Biden and says, well, we'd like to hire you, wink, oh, wink. Definitely. De- yeah, definitely a difference. There's a difference in scale there, sure. Well, as far as we know, Joe Biden had nothing to do with him getting the job, right? Oh, agreed. Yeah. No, they reached out to Honor, definitely. Right. So I'm just I'm just like, well, I don't understand what the problem is here. I mean, like, it's inevitable. It's going to ha- – I mean, you don't think, like, the Obama girls are going to get job offers up the ass because of who they are? Not while he was – well, they were too young. Well, they but, were kids, but – Yeah. The problem was while, while um, Biden was in office. 
afterwards, pfft, whatever. And to be clear, you're saying that it should be a problem because it's not. At no point has it ever been a problem for anybody that their family has worked for other people overseas. Like the Bushes have ties to the Sauds for, for decades. Yeah. And that has never been a problem. I don't think it is a problem. <laughs> okay, so you're saying it should be a problem because there's no law saying you can't. Agreed. It's, it's the appearance, appearance of impropriety. It is the potential for favor. It's the swampiness of it that bothers me. But it, it, I feel like that's very hard to avoid. Yeah. When you're, I mean, and, and, and again, how far do you go? Right. Like, well, what if Joe Biden is my second cousin and my last name's Biden in this scenario? Sure. <laughs> and when I go for a job interview, you know, say I go for something I'm not qualified to do. Mm. And they're like, Biden, you, uh, any relation to Joe? I'm like, yeah, he's my second cousin. You're like, hired. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I see the point, but. I mean, again, I'll compromise and be like, you can't work in a foreign country. That's fine. For, for four to eight years. That, that's not yeah. too much to ask. Yeah, I, again, I'm not I'm not really sure about that. If if I if my family has a company and we do business with people overseas and I use my money to to affect trying to get a political office and then I distance myself from that company to take the office, but my family what they have to stop doing business with anyone overseas? Like I I think that I understand where you're coming from, but I think any rule you put down is is going to have to be – it'll have to be exceptionally clear as to where it draws a line. No new jobs. <laughs> How's that sound? Well, I, I guess it kind of falls under the – I would hope that any – the family of anybody that's in that high a public office would you know look at themselves and go, this doesn't look right. They're, and and it, it looks like it, it could be looked upon as improper. So I'm going to just walk away from it for now, and maybe I'll come back to it in eight years. That is what I would hope would happen. I wouldn't think that we would have to have laws in place to prevent it. That seems like too much. Okay, so it, so it is kind of what Jared said in the beginning, that a someone in a political office, their immediate family, should not work for the time that they're in office, because it might look shifty. That seems like a lot to ask, but yeah. <laughs> you just said that eight years was no big deal. <laughs> Well, I mean, if it's being fully unemployed for eight years, it's just whatever. Well, not fully. No, really, it's about working for um, foreign governments, being on the payroll of companies that are owned by foreign governments. Okay. That seems reasonable. Okay. <laughs> I still have more arguments, but I think I'm going to let it go. <laughs> just, I'll just end this on Jared and Ivanka made $82 million last year, and they work in the White House. Oh, no, oh, yeah. So that is clearly on the end of the scale of wrongness. Because that is just bullshit. The most wrong? The most wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are clear paths to them, the White House, for the foreign governments, and how they're profiting off of it. Like, you should not profit off of the presidency, except for whatever that paycheck is. <laughs> right. I mean, she gets stuff from China. They make money um, because of the hotels. It's insane the amount of money they're pulling down. And he has not divested himself of the of the businesses. He's just not taking it. Well, he's ostensibly not taking an active role in them at the moment, which is bullshit too. 
Because if you don't think that thing about Turkey wasn't about Trump Tower and Istanbul, you're out of your freaking mind because it's completely about that. I still don't think it was. I still think it has something to do with Russia. (laughs) Both. Yeah. It was both. Either way. Yeah. The balls on Donald Jr. to tweet about Hunter Biden. (laughs) Yeah. And the swamp. It's so swampy what happened there with that job that he. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He sat on a board Mm. and got paid money to do nothing. You are a total shitbag for what you're I mean, do you think when yeah. when he tweets that out, does he realize the irony, or is he I don't just think like, he does. or he's just like, I'm what I'm doing is perfectly legit. Is it cognitive dissonance or just douchebag? No, high levels of both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Sorry to have brought this up. I didn't know it was going to go this far. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So we're talking about you know the Democrats running for president, right? Mm-hmm. Biden. <laughs> Um, so we can shift <laughs> we can shift over to Beto O'Rourke. I have an article again from the Friendly Atheist who posts a lot of good news stories um, about Beto O'Rourke. And the reason that it, this article exists is because of what he said during the LGBTQ town hall, I guess it was. I don't know. One of the 18 town halls they did uh, where he said that any church – that had anti-gay stances should lose their tax exemption. Hmm. Now, first off, I think all churches should lose their tax-exempt status, but currently that's not how it's defined, and impeding somebody in, in their becoming a nonprofit because of what they believe is not right. That is against the law, and it's not. It, it should not be... It should not be what we say. Like, right, just because not what we say, yeah. it's what right. that clown says. I, That's yeah, why he's I'm not going to win. Yeah. He is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. He is. He is. He is very, very wrong. Mm. Well, I thought that there was something. The reason that churches have tax-free status is because they're they're not a, theoretically they're not you know awash in money, and there there's nothing political about them. So as long as they stay away from the political arena. They should maintain their tax-free status. Right. And the whole reason for it is because nonprofits are supposed to be providing a service to the community. So you don't get taxed because you're providing a service, whether it's a soup kitchen or outreach to, you know, whatever. You're providing some sort of, of spiritual or health service to the community. And if you get into politics... Well, then you're not really just providing a service to the community. You're trying to influence politics and you're participating in the state. So, yeah, you lose your tax-exempt status. Well, except you don't, but you should. Right. You're supposed to. Nobody's, nobody gets prosecuted for that. Right. Why on a, you- on a, wait, hold on. On a quick side note, I'm sorry. <laughs> Donald Trump did a speech last week in front of uh, some friend, family bullshit Soaring Eagle type thing <laughs> uh, that had to do with religion. And uh, they had picked out – there were some choice things that he said in there that they were floating around all week about the whistleblowing shit, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, I ended up watching the whole fucking speech, which was like an hour and 20 minutes. In there – I can't even believe the balls on this guy. He told them, and they're all religious people, that he got rid of the Johnson Amendment. <laughs> yeah. What? And that – yeah, he told them. He's like, yeah, you guys are being held back. I got rid of that. You can do whatever you want now. <laughs> All right, there might be a, a rule in place at the IRS right now to not process, to, to, you know, to not go after people, but that's as far as it goes. <laughs> it wasn't even a rule; it was a recommendation. It was right. a, a statement from the White House saying you shouldn't focus on that. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you should kind of overlook this law. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Beto, get your get your facts straight. And yeah, Grinch is absolutely correct. Uh, pretty sure that's unconstitutional. Correct. Mm. It it really is. So before we get to Warren, I did want to mention, and again, Grinch brought it up. Tulsi Gabbard. I read an article this week. A friend that we regularly see brought this up. That Tulsi Gabbard is kind of being lambasted by the New York Times because of who likes her. Apparently, a white nationalist webpage came out and said that, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, I really like her. And David Duke said something positive about her, basically because of her foreign policy stances. Um, the idea that, that not America shouldn't be the police of the world, um, that we should, you know, back out of that and focus on more national stuff. Didn't Tulsi Gabbard have lunch with uh, Bashar al-Assad? Yes. She did. After being told that she probably shouldn't do that by the by the government. And apparently Grinch is now saying that she is defending Trump and Assad in the debate. <laughs> wow. So I'm not thinking she's she's not a white nationalist. She's not friends with David Duke. However, she does have some things that they like. Actually, the first time she spoke on the debate tonight, she was saying things that it was basically you, you need to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. We have to look at all the proof before or all the evidence before making a decision, um, which sure. But how about you look at the basic evidence <laughs> and see what's there? Isn't all the evidence the evidence he provided for us already? Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he released exactly. the transcript. I, I think we're good. <laughs> I can't figure out what Tulsi's doing. I know she's like on the edge of a knife, like ready to fall off. Hmm. As far as this goes, I, I, I told you a couple few weeks ago, she went on Dave Rubin's show. I know you guys aren't all in the in dialed into who Dave Rubin is, but he's a piece of shit. <laughs> and I was just like, God, she's even she must be desperate to go on his show because his show attracts guys like white nationalists. And it's no surprise to me that David Duke likes her. I don't know what her response was to all that, but she was out a long time for me. And I guess now defending Trump. I don't know. I don't know what she's who is she planning on getting as voters for this? Yeah, I'd, I'm assuming know. she's trying to be a centrist, trying to get the, the middle ground vote, but... That's not even centrist, though. Like, what no. Democrat's like, oh, I, 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 want a, I want a Democrat nominee who likes Trump and will defend him. I mean, and pals it, around with, with white right. I mean, as we've discussed on the show, short of her actually receiving the nomination, mm -hmm. I mean, if she does, she's getting my vote. Oh, yeah. No question. She must Certainly be angling for, for her. her life after this. Like, well, she knows she's not going to win. She, she get that much, makes the most sense. Makes the most, get the most press that she can. I mean, it, it, she's the one that um, wants to not be involved with any overseas wars. Close statement. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just much. It's just movement in that direction. Bring all the troops back. I do want to talk about to bring all the troops back if it's not on your list of things. Nope. But you just brought it up, so go ahead. <laughs> all right. So... <sighs> Since you know Tulsi Gabbard brought up the idea, so did you? So right, the whole Turkey debacle in Syria and the Kurds—we all were saturated by that news. But in amongst all of that, did anybody see that we are sending thousands of troops to Saudi Arabia to help defend Saudi from Iran? Well, didn't they order us to? Yeah, we're locked and loaded. <laughs> what we're just waiting to hear from the kingdom. Well, what the president said was that, and it's just the very first time that they're going to be a hundred percent paid for. By the Saudis, all of the all the hundred percent of the cost will be paid for. That's the only thing that matters to him. Is that yeah? Does it make us money? 
he's yeah. made our United States um, Armed Forces mercenaries. Yeah. That, that shouldn't be surprising in any way. I mean, that's nope. that's entirely what Blackwater was, was made to do. Send Blackwater, then. Also, remember Trump said this years ago. Something happened with Saudi Arabia, and he's like, what, I'm going to condemn these guys? They're buying billions of dollars worth of shit from us. He, they have literally purchased some of our soldiers, thousands of our soldiers. Yeah. That is wrong. I mean, that's constantly Trump's been Trump's argument that, right. well, we shouldn't be involved over there. They don't even pay it, pay for us to be there. Nothing, like that has been his argument. Nothing about the soldiers, about the, the danger that we're putting them in, the psychological damage they take while they're there. None of that matters, just as long as we get our cash. I was going to say, yes, absolutely. And by we, he means he. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. And again, these these – Mouth-breathing MAGA hat wearers are like, yeah, he's going to make us billions as if we see that money. Like, <laughs> like as if when they buy a billion-dollar plane, we all get checks. Yeah. We all made the plane, right? We're all part of it. <laughs> Fucking morons. As if the amount he is making could possibly offset the amount he's already cost us. Yeah. <laughs> Just unbelievable amounts of money. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next Democrat. The, the headline kills me. Well, some not this headline. I, I did. I purposefully put an article in that didn't have the headline that I hate. So, uh, but Elizabeth Warren had a, as they say in this headline, a mic drop moment. The thing that that really gets me is when it, it says Elizabeth Warren broke the internet. Yeah. Shut up. No, she didn't. <laughs> but when she was asked about a guy who said. Uh, I'm old fashioned and my faith teaches me the marriage is between a man, one man and one woman. How would she respond? And yeah, wasn't he a hypothetical guy? Yeah. That okay. guy was not hypothetical because he had the most thickest Southern accent <laughs> I ever heard. He may have oh, said I thought, hypothetical. I thought, I, thought she, I thought she got a question from, from someone and they said, what if a hypothetical voter uh, were to approach you with this scenario. And well, she that went, guy, dad he, joke, wah, wah, <laughs> and everybody went, that's the best. No, he did present it that way as a hypothetical, but it was clearly how he felt. <laughs> <laughs> I know this guy. <laughs> he hates the gays. What do you think about that, Elizabeth Warren? Wow, you guys all like are like down on Warren. I thought it was a great answer. I loved it. No, no, I, I just actually, don't think it was amazing. I, it was, I think oh, it was. It was. It's just it a was, corny joke. No, because it is. Because it is. I mean, I know. I, I hate the term as much as you hate mic drop and break the internet. I hate gotcha questions. That, but that was kind of like a gotcha. Like, there's no way to answer that without offending anybody, except the way she did it. Right. But it's not like she came up with that answer. Plenty oh, of other I'm sure, people. But <laughs> you know what? She pulled it off naturally, she and did. everybody was smiled, and the question was answered. Yep. Yeah, it wasn't an awkward Hillary Clinton joke that made you cringe. It was sure. it was smooth and and she just moved on. She got the applause that she was going for and it it was fine. Are you saying it was no Pokemon go to the polls? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think bad. that was the moment that I thought she could lose. <laughs> that was the moment I knew she was going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Jared, you are also right. I mean, it, it was well-managed, and, and it didn't move me in any way. But Elizabeth Warren is an excellent candidate She needs to f for president of the United States. She is. But she needs to fire the people that are telling her to stay on point with the talking points and let her do that. Let her, let her you know, say the things that, you know, 
that she really means. Because during the beginning of the debate, she would, oh man, the whole taxes thing for Medicare for all. Would you just answer the question? God damn it. <laughs> Yes, I'm well, you should probably taxes. explain what you're talking about because yeah, it's well, happening right now. Yeah, the question is um, – well, we, we mentioned Elizabeth, it before. Uh, well, that, was, that was off mic. That was off mic. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, you're a Medicare for all plan. Will it raise taxes on the middle class? And she dances around the subjects and she doesn't say the real answer was, yes, it will raise your taxes, but you won't have to pay premiums. Your costs will go down and overall it will cost you less. She won't just say that. She says, right, because traditionally anybody who is honest about that does not win. Mm. And she is not foolish. She is not duped into believing that the majority of the people who are going to be voting are intelligent, forward-thinking <laughs> people who can see the long term. But isn't Her it- answer should be, definitely not. You're actually going to get money back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Ian wants her to lie. I don't want her to lie. But isn't it just as simple as saying, yes, your taxes are going to go up. $100, but you won't be paying $250 a month for insurance. Right. So you just made $150. Right. And you won't Why have to deal that- with deductibles or, you know, lifetime maximums or any of that other bullshit. Whew, that was a long bunch of sentences, guys. Yeah. I heard Elizabeth Warren <laughs> is going to raise taxes. Yes. Why I- aren't you voting for her? She said she's going to raise my taxes. I- what did she I- say after that? I stopped listening. I think people tune out after yes. Yep. <laughs> Sure. Oh, she said yes. Got her. <laughs> All right, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, so I guess I just wish that the electorate was Tulsi more Gabbard for president. <laughs> Sigh. All right, that's all I got about the Democrats right now. Unless there's something else going on we should talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll have plenty more next week. Yeah. You know, a week <laughs> yeah, from now when the hopefully. debate's over. I guess the only other thing I would say is Steyer. Man, just get off the stage. I don't... I don't need another billionaire. No. You, you're not charismatic in any way. I don't trust you, even though some of the things you say are nice. Mm. I just... Stop staring into my soul. Steyer's, Steyer's <laughs> the one that was running those impeach ads, right? Yes. Right. Okay. And he stares you, you directly be... into the camera unblinkingly, and it's discerning. I don't like it. Yeah, the billionaire is trying to get the Democratic nomination up against Warren and Bernie. you got to be crazy. Right? I mean, that's got to be a nuts move uh, yeah. to think you're going to win. Sure. Who is and around maybe- this guy saying, yo, you got this? <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like they're looking at it like, you know, who better to topple an evil billionaire than a hero billionaire? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're totally going to run with this. Steyer for president. Oh, I know what I wanted to bring up that uh, I don't know if we talked about this last week about Facebook and the ad that they're running. Trump's ad. Did you guys hear about all this? No. Probably I did, but I don't have the details. So Facebook started running an ad from the Trump campaign that puts out all kinds of false fucking information about Joe Biden. Mm, sure. And Biden's campaign was like, could you please take that ad down because it's bullshit? And Facebook goes, sorry, we got a new policy now that we don't fuck with political ads anymore. So it stays. Mm. And that policy went into effect the day after Mark Zuckerberg met with Trump in the Oval Office and had a perfect meeting. And the word on the street is is that Zuckerberg is scared shitless of Warren winning because she wants to break up the tech companies. So I guess he's in the bag for fucking Trump now. Great. Probably. <laughs> and then I was like, man, I got to get the word out. And I was like, oh, where am I going to do that? On Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to get banned. And I was like, fucked. I'm fucked. <laughs> Use your Instagram feed. Oh, wait. That's, That's owned by Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Thwarted again. Because hmm. apparently I didn't know this, like, 
If you put an ad, like if you made a political ad and you sell it to like MB, the the major networks and stuff like that, you can't you can't just put flat out false information in there. Like you can't just be like Joe Biden's Satanist, <laughs> you know, and put it out there like there's some rules. But because Facebook is not considered a media company, mm. they can skate by and do whatever the fuck they want. So just another tech company like Blizzard and whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, looking looking to make a dollar because he certainly doesn't have enough of those. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh my god, really, Zuck? Like you're that worried? Like if they broke up Facebook, what? How is your life going to be affected in any way? Look how it affected Microsoft. Come on. <laughs> Did they break up Microsoft? I thought they tried and they failed. Uh, they made them divest themselves and separate, you know, the, the Internet Explorer browser and stuff like that. So, oh, it was it was Again, very hurt, little. How did that hurt Bill Gates? Not at all. That's my point. <laughs> Right, kids a monster. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let's move. Let's move on to uh, the Trump news. I don't actually have a whole lot specifically about Trump. The only article I put in here about Trump was the thing about polygraphs. Apparently, he is straining to try and or he keeps bringing it up. I don't know if he actually wants to run polygraphs on everybody in the White House, but that's what he says he wants to do to try to weed out the whistleblowers, the people who talk to the press. <laughs> now, of course, it got in my newsfeed because polygraphs are pretty much or, pseudoscience. Or <laughs> yeah. There's, I mean, the only real truth to polygraph is when you're on the polygraph, you've got somebody really discerning looking at you and judging your reactions and that person may be able to tell whether or not you're lying the machine itself it just measures different impulses in your body that you're not in control of it's not a oh that's a lie look it that says so on the line like that that doesn't happen yeah as seen on tv does not apply right don't we also don't we all know how to beat it supposedly there are books yeah I mean, I, I mean, it's pretty obvious. I learned this even before Ocean's Eleven came out. You just stick a thumbtack in your shoe and step on it with your big toe every time you answer a question. You get the same response. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. Got it. That is some high-level paranoia. Well, yeah. he, he's desperate to find the whistleblower, and I don't understand why now, unless there's more than than the you know the Ukrainian phone call which of course there is there has to be well <laughs> exactly yeah that was the thing i had always assumed that this second was you know the second whistleblower that came out that we don't that they're vetting right now mm. i always assumed that had to do with the ukraine call but they're like that could be something else that we don't know about right there was the one there's been a comment rolling around the internet about um eight times he's mentioned the bidens to the ukrainians but on that phone call he didn't mention it eight times so there are other things although it's a 5 minute phone call that took a half an hour or so Maybe we didn't get yeah, the whole thing. I mean, good luck with the polygraphs because this has been going on since day one. People have been leaking shit out of there. Remember they were they had uh, – Jesus, remember first chief of staff, uh, Reince Priebus? Yeah. <laughs> right. All the way back then? He was collecting cell phones and everything like that mm -hmm. and all this shit. I mean, they have been – I mean, leaks are leaks. You can't stop it. Somebody fucking hates them in that White House. Right. And it's probably most of them except for Miller and the kids. Yeah. That's probably all he's got is Miller and the kids. That would make sense. I don't know. I think I – think that broom up Penta's ass keep, keeps him from saying anything. He doesn't – well – He doesn't again, like Trump. Yeah. Yeah, but he's scared of how deep he is in all this. Yeah. Yeah. So he's going to keep playing ball. Especially when the president says, well, if you think I, what I said was bad, you should check into some of my vice president's conversations. Yeah. <laughs> did he say that? Yes, yeah. Not quite that. He threw him close. way under the bus. Yeah. I mean, he had perfect phone calls too, but he was like – 
No one had been talking about Mike Pence that he was like, hey, let me throw this wrench in here. <laughs> oh, man. What an idiot. Yeah. He's... I mean, it's, it's one thing to be that corrupt, but to be that bad at being that corrupt. Ben Carson uh. has got to be the only one who doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> and, the only one wandering around, huh? What are we doing? <laughs> that has been true for a very long time. I mean, Rick Perry got thrown into it. That It was all, it was all Rick Perry's fault. <laughs> didn't he just get fired and or quit? Yeah, right Right before yeah. we found out all about this, he was like, I didn't even want to make the phone call. Rick Perry made me do it. <laughs> and then Rick Perry, then we all like, oh, Rick Perry's leaving in November? What? <laughs> Weird. Of, and speaking of people that have left just recently, I ran into this article posted in the, the Discord about John Bolton. So, Oh, yeah. John Bolton, yeah, and the article is, John Bolton was about to take his revenge on Trump. He might save America while he's at it. The fact that we might be saved by John fucking Bolton. He's the hero we need, not the one we want. <laughs> Perfect. That just sounds like a silly headline. There's no way we're going to be saved by John Bolton. Well, they're saying that he was telling everybody, get as far away from me as you can from Rudy Giuliani. He is a hand grenade that is going to explode right. in here. And that's why he was not on the phone call. That's why he left. He knew what something was going on. And his, this guy's old school fucking. He's not Trump Republican. He's old school Republican. Right. And his um, uh, I don't know, chief of staff, for, you know, uh, right hand man, whatever, was at um, the House testifying and testified to a lot of this stuff and backed Bolton up and said, you know, Bolton did not want any part of this nonsense and shenanigans. Knew it was wrong. So, yeah. Which is probably what I mean, he probably left one because he saw it was going down and mm. probably two because Trump was like, well, you're not playing ball with me, asshole. What are you here for? Yeah. Right. I mean, a bolt was there to go to war with Iran. And as soon as that wasn't going to happen, he cut and ran. But sheesh. I feel like that still might happen, though. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, we didn't even talk about the the old ambassador to Ukraine uh, testifying on Friday yeah. and destroying all of them. And Trump's aide to Russia testifying yesterday. And that other guy's the ambassador to you is going in against defying orders. And he's going to testify. But it's a kangaroo court. Right. Yeah. That's their only defense. Lord, I didn't have defense. anything on it, but uh, they've all been closed door, so I right. don't really yeah, have anything. <laughs> Other than a lot of arrows seem to be pointing at Rudy Giuliani for dumb shit. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, just today, it came out that he was paid a half a million dollars by somebody in the Ukraine. I don't remember who. Do you know that he went to McCain's funeral with both those guys? Oh, the, the two guys that were arrested? Yeah, Lev and Igor. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he took them to McCain's funeral. <laughs> Holy crap. It's on tape. <laughs> Lovely. It's truly amazing. And yeah, Grinch, yeah. you're right. Yeah, we, we need a lot more time if we're going to go through this rat's nest. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was that was going to start me, and I was going to be like, did you guys see the, the Mar-a-Lago video where Trump oh, guns down everybody? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, something. You know, you know what pisses me off the most about that? Is that they're trying to ruin a great movie <laughs> by showing that scene. Because <laughs> this might King. taint the Kingsman brand. <laughs> I was going to say, that was a good movie. So um, what happened to Mar-a-Lago? I, I missed Oh, you didn't hear oh. this? Oh, my Oof. God. Oh, Ray, it's just, it's fun. Like, it's horrible, but it's fun. So, is there any chance that you've seen the movie, The Kingsman, The Secret Service? I have not, but I know what you're talking about. All right, well, there's a scene in there where Colin Firth shoots up an entire church of like 50 or 60 people. I have seen that scene, And just kills them all. Yeah, so 
um, Photoshop Trump's head onto Colin Fierce's body, and then all the victims' bodies are Photoshop on McCain's head, Photoshop on other political rivals' heads, uh, replace their heads with the word CNN or fake news, and and watch watch this Photoshop Trump murder all of them. Black Lives <laughs> Matter. And yes, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> uh, they got Young Turks in there too, and Vice News. Nice. <laughs> Uh, he lights so, Bernie's uh, face on fire. Yep. Um, I saw the video. I don't know if you saw the video. Mm. I have not seen the video. I, yeah, I know so, that he hasn't seen the video and fully condemns it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that I mean, a it's, a sh- it's, it's a shockingly sloppy done video. Oh, yeah. It's really bad. They showed it at like Mar-a-Lago, can, evidently. Yeah, in front of uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, uh, the, I think the Trump sons and a couple other people. But they all claim they didn't see it. Hmm. They were having a meme contest. <laughs> this is the video that's linked in Discord here? Yes. All right, then I will put it on the website, too, so that everybody else can join in. I'm Mika Brzezinski, you know? <laughs> Poor Mika. Yeah. Uh, Barack Obama, yeah, there's one where Barack Obama gets, like, something shoved through his back, and then at the end, he kills CNN. They're at the Church of Fake News. Now, granted, if I was in the news industry, this would probably bother me, mm. but I'm just like, you are giving this way more power <laughs> than it should have. Yeah. Just, Just let it go, you know? Um, I mean, if you were going to, if you, I, I have a feeling if you were going to kill a reporter, this wasn't going to push you over the edge. You were probably going to do it already. All right. Um, so I wanted to, to bring up that Trump was at the Value Voters Summit this last Saturday, which just like the Soaring Eagles of Freedom is not exactly what you think it might be from the name. <laughs> uh, he was prayed over by two individuals. Pastor Andrew Brunson, who I don't really know anything negative about this guy, but he's known for being imprisoned for two years in Turkey because it says for his faith. I don't know what he did to anyone in Turkey. Like, he probably just said something and got imprisoned, but I don't know the story behind that. So I'll just give him a pass. (laughs) However, the other person praying for him was Tony Perkins, who is the head of Family Research Council which is the extremely anti-LGBTQ group, they prayed for the Holy Spirit to come over Donald Trump and to show him, for God to show him, who's trustworthy and who's not. Wow. They took time to pray that he could find the whistleblowers. Hmm. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> I, I, I can see... Boy. That, sorry, there just seems so confused, like... Don't you understand that the whistleblowers are the most trustworthy people in this equation? Right. God, please cover the crimes up of our president <laughs> and help him find the people who <laughs> are mean, trying to uncover his crimes, prevent these crimes. Yeah. I mean, the very nature of the name whistleblower is not spy or snitch. Mm. It's, you know, they must have been like, snitches get stitches, snitches get stitches, God. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, part of their prayer was to expose and reverse. It was like, bring light to deception and intrigue. And then followed up with, expose and reverse the plans of those who would harm President Trump. So it's not expose light and, you know, bring everything out into the open and let everybody truth. know the truth. It's it's whatever we need to do to protect this guy, no matter what he's done. Ugh, man, how do you do that and call yourself a fucking Christian? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, again, I, I heard a little should... bit about that again because there's lots of loopholes. Hmm. The reason is, uh, again, I don't know enough about Christianity to know exactly where they're coming from, but apparently, Trump is authority, and you can't question authority. 
Hmm. Because to question authority is to question all God's authority, and that is something Christians cannot do. Isn't, but what well, about not, when Barack Obama's president? Good question. Uh, He's authority, that, isn't he? He's not white authority, That's okay though. to... Yeah, I was going to say, it's okay to question him. <laughs> He's Just saying. He's the anti authority. clearly. Yeah. Worse, he was Muslim, right? That's mm. what the argument that's was. True. <laughs> yeah, because Trump's a Christian. Right. I, I know I keep saying this, but, and, but like... I, when I hear this shit, I'm like, oh, they don't really believe in God. They're just using this as a vehicle to move themselves higher up and make money. There's no way you could have grown up learning that shit and then back this guy. Unless you don't believe and you're just using it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, did you see – did we talk about this last week, what fucking Paula White said? Oh, at this time. I don't remember. <laughs> it's it's a constant that, stream of diarrhea out of her mouth. Uh, so. Jesus. She's, how did she word it? She was on some talk show or something, and she's like, well, I can't go against the president because that's like going against God, and I can't go against God, so therefore I have to side with the president. Right. Some Ugh. some horse shit like that. Well, that like that a, goes right into, if you, if again, you watch The Family on hmm. Netflix, that goes right into what they the family is all about. You, you are here in a position of power because that's where God placed you, and if you don't make every use of that position you can... You're going against the will of God. So if somebody's in a position of power and you believe God put them there, you have to do everything you can to help them out. Otherwise, you're where the, hurting. Where them. the fuck was God when Clinton and Obama were president? Though yeah. well, maybe they may, maybe they do the, do the do the math. Did God put them in that position, or did the devil put them in that position? Because it's a constant war back and forth. Oh, I thought God was all powerful over the devil. Like the devil can't get one over on God, can he? He can squeak one in, I think, every once in a while. Well, it's uh, not it's not over on God. Every year? It, it would be getting one over on, you know, humans. So. Sure. Oh, he tricked us. Yes. Right. But <laughs> but God put Trump in place, yes. right? Yes, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so, devil taking a day off that day? Or how does, how does this work? God. How does one person trick us, but the other one's all powerful and installs people? Faith, man. Faith. <laughs> Mysterious ways. <laughs> testing us oh so so maybe god puts the democrats in to test us right see see if yeah that's mm. what it is oh. <sighs> i don't know it's hard to wrap my head around it hence not being a christian mm. meanwhile i, uh, I want to get on the religiosity of uh bill barr which i didn't know that that was a strong thing but apparently it is at least when he's speaking at uh notre dame he declared that the militant secularists are uh, causing the country to be in a moral upheaval. I think he was at Notre Dame, not Notre Dame. Okay, whatever. <laughs> well, the one in America, not the one in en Francais. Sure, we'll mispronounce <laughs> it when we're in America. What's what okay. we do? Sorry. <laughs> that is what we do. <laughs> but in any case, he said that the campaign to destroy the traditional moral order has coincided and has brought with it immense suffering and misery. He's blaming militant secular, secularists for everything that's wrong in the country and and saying that, that secularists are the reason that the country is divided and split. It, he calls it a new secular religion. So your attorney general, this is the attorney general of the United States saying – these things saying that 20 whatever percent of the population are i don't know what is he saying about us angry alienated young males hmm. incels <laughs> yeah. what's he talking about what well, all non-religious people 
And we're dividing the country. Yes. Right. It's just us. Yeah. Yep. Somehow. The, pe- the, the people going against the Christian right and the uh, causing a moral upheaval. Mm, moral upheaval. That's a, that's a good, an old one, but a good one. Isn't there only like 12 to 18% of us? No. At least. There's 20%, 20 or something percent of nuns. They may not call themselves atheists, but they don't go to church. Oh. So, but they're actively working against them too. As a, they, do they all have podcasts like us? <laughs> <laughs> or are they just going home watching The Bachelor and eating dinner and I, not as far going to church? As I, <laughs> yeah. From what I understand, they're voting for Democrats, and that's what uh, that's what's doing. Oh, oh, okay. Backing the Democrats, backing the impeachment move. Uh, so, I mean, I understand this kind of thing coming from a lot of people, but and, and I understand general. Bill Barr is a total douche. <laughs> uh, we we know this, but. For the attorney general to get up and say this crap, it's it's still stunning. Do any Christians ever commit crimes? <laughs> if you or look at all the, crimes <laughs> committed by the, atheists, the percentage of people in prison who are Christian, it's really high. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's shocking. After what he just said, <laughs> I'm surprised. You think it would be the other way around? You would think that, but meh, no. Go fuck yourself, William Barr. I'm <laughs> still trying to crack your code. Yeah, can't figure out why you're there. What what your game is? But I'm going to find your gambling debts at Caesars or whatever it is that forced you to do what you're doing. <laughs> I finally heard other news outlets asking the same question that I've asked is, why come out of retirement? Why support Trump? None of this makes any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't to me at all. Uh, he could have stayed in retirement and kept a good a good reputation, but it completely destroyed it at this point. They say with Giuliani, it's because he has no friends anymore and- no, nobody cares about him, and he never won president, and he was he could have quietly just went along as America's mayor, but then he got divorced, and now he's bringing Russian goons to fucking McCain's fucking funeral because he's got nobody to hang out with. <laughs> and no scruples to stop him, yeah. so. Mm. But from what I understand, Barr's, like, married, right? Probably has kids. Yeah. It's a weird move. It is a very strange move. And yeah. at the same time, Secretary Pompeo spoke to a Christian conference and uh, and a lot of what he said is fine. He spoke about uh, religious freedom around the world, how a bunch of areas, but he was specific on Christianity. 80% of mankind lives in areas where religious freedom is suppressed. He talked about the Communist Party in China suppressing uh, the Uyghur Muslims. Uh, he, he spoke about people being beaten, arrested, and detained in Iran. Uh, but it was all, it all came back to Christianity, and he described himself as being a Christian leader. So a lot of it I'm okay with, because, yeah, being any sort of group that oppresses another group because of what they believe, yes, I agree, that shouldn't happen. But he, tr- he turned every single one of it into... These people are Christian, and I'm a Christian, and Christians should should stand up against this. And that is not what the Secretary of State should be doing. You're not backing – you're not supposed to be backing a religion. Right. And you shouldn't title your speech being a Christian leader, and you shouldn't put it on state.gov website. Yeah, which he did. In big, bold did. letters. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you lose a chunk of Jewish voters when you say shit like that, too? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I would like to think so. Yeah. It's, no, it's no wonder these Jews are so disloyal <laughs> and they vote Democrat. <laughs> you, you specifically exclude them from your club. Yeah. You know, I learned an so, interesting thing about – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so in that same speech, did he find a way to justify how his boss left millions of Christian Kurds to die? Yeah. 
Weirdly enough, it wasn't brought up. Yeah. The fuck now did they ever do for us, Ian? <laughs> they, they didn't help out in World War II? Why no. should we help them now? Yeah. Was it- they weren't storming the beaches of Normandy. <laughs> now, after he did this... Uh- <laughs> After he did this speech down in Nashville, though, he went and visited the, the local news stations and did little seven-minute you know, Q&As with, with local newscasters. And there's one, I'll try to find it so we can link it on the webpage, which is amazingly fantastic, is this little uh, older um, lady. She's a journalist, and she sits down, and she's very nice to him, and she goes, you know, I will mic you up. And they, the whole video is like seven minutes long, so it's a really easy watch. The first question out of her mouth is when you were in Poland, did you meet with uh, Rudy Giuliani while you were there? And you can see in his his face, he's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) He paused for a good 15 seconds before he said anything. It is fantastic. And she did not let it go. She went for seven minutes, hardcore questions. In the very end, the very last question, she threw him a softball. I'm like, oh, good job, lady. I think she, she, I think she asked him that like three or four times, and he kept repeating the same talking point bullshit. Yeah, I was over there doing my duty or whatever, blah blah blah. Yeah, she was fantastic. <laughs> it's- and in listening to that, I learned that's what I was going to say before Ian or before this was brought up was uh, I learned an interesting fact about Mike Pompeo that I didn't know because I never heard of Mike Pompeo till Trump was in office. Is that he was w- one of those uh, teabag fucking people that got voted in, mm. and he was one of the few that was that could coherently speak and wasn't completely batshit crazy, and that's how he managed to get to where he is. Hmm. So when this old lady asked him a very simple question, that if I wanted to lie about it, would instantly just be like no or hmm. whatever. He pauses for fifteen seconds and goes. Oh, just put that guilty light on me right now. <laughs> that's a that's a Sandusky answer if I've ever oh seen one. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> she just completely Do disarmed Do you like him. to have sex with young children? Well, well, <laughs> I don't not like to do that. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> oh, Mike Pompeo, you guys are all just. I, I, I that's the thing that is I think scaring me the most because everybody presents themselves as grotesquely incompetent mm. and willfully corrupt and yet they keep being seemingly nonstop successful. Well, I, I just don't ass. know what to think. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like a horrible episode of Wheel of Fortune I saw once where it was a college episode and there was a guy on there who seemingly couldn't read and he won. <laughs> the puzzle was complete. It was Greek hero Achilles. He looked at that and went, Greek hero Achilles? Wow. And they went, sorry. <laughs> he won the show. <laughs> he couldn't read. And he won a show that was about spelling. This whole administration is just like, I, I, I don't know how to criminal in secret, <laughs> but I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like. Still winning. Gu- these guys would have been toiling in obscurity mm. if it wasn't for Trump. Mike Pompeo would still be in the House of Representatives. I mean, didn't he go from the House of Representatives to head of the fucking CIA? Yes. Right. Sounds, he wasn't right. he wasn't a senator. So I, I, I can't keep track, man. I'm going to assume you're correct. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, again, I could be wrong, but I don't think Pompeo was a senator. I believe he was in the House. Sure. You know, and 
you, you I guess you just got to sit there and wait for your moment because say Hillary Clinton won, we'd never know this fucking guy's name. He'd be a fucking voice of 400 and however. Yeah. You know, pluck that Stephen Miller, where the fuck would he be? He'd be working for Breitbart or whatever the fuck he was doing. Um all these people. But uh I was thinking the other day just when you were when you were th- bring, uh, talking about this Ian like could you imagine if there were actual smart people in this administration trying to pull these crimes off? Hmm. We, we wouldn't know a fucking thing, would we? And think about uh, what they could get away with. Right? Well, you assume that they're not getting away with a bunch of shit. Well, they're not getting away with everything. They're not, definitely not with everything. We're, we're seeing some right? of it, but there's a whole lot we're not seeing, I bet you. Well, we're well, seeing yeah, it, sure. but they're still getting away with it. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> until until I'm proven wrong. <laughs> That's Damon's stance. <laughs> All right, we're running long, so I'm going to hit the last few stories. Uh, I had to mention this. The Pope, whenever the Pope is in the news, I like to to call him out on it, because everybody likes Pope Frank, except for a few of us. The Pope has actually made a statement that was really, really not very accepted in a lot of Christianity. The headline was something along the lines that Pope claimed that Christ, Jesus Christ, wasn't divine. Oh, so he was being interviewed by a Italian reporter, uh, Scalfari is the guy's name, and he mentioned several exam- examples in scripture where Christ was portrayed as a mortal. So at one point, uh, he prayed. He went out into the desert and, and fasted and prayed. Uh, the agony at the Garden of Gethsemane and, and the whole thing at, at the cross where he says, why have you forsaken me? In these instances, it really seems like Jesus is separate from God and not a divinity. And so he asked the Pope about this, and the Pope told him, they are the definite proof that Jesus of Nazareth, once he became man, even if he was an exceptional virtue, was not a god. So he is saying that Jesus on earth was not God. That this seems- is a big thing for Catholics. Well, Catholics, sure. I think well, Mary is divine, so whatever. Right. It's a big thing for a lot of Christians because the idea that that Jesus is, you know, part of the the Trinity, the Holy Trinity, and that he is he he is divine was always divine was was born from divinity. It for the Pope to say, well. Well, not so yeah. much. <laughs> he was a good guy, but uh, not so divine. <laughs> it's a big we, deal. So, so I'm, I think I'm going to push that as much as I can. Pope says that Jesus Christ was not divine. When, when he was on earth. Right. As opposed to when he ascended back to heaven. Okay. And he does have the direct line, right? The Pope to God? Yeah, yes. he's the he's vicar, vicar of Christ on earth. Okay, just want to make sure. I, I like when you are... Explain to me how they, uh, you know, any famous religious figures, it was Jesus in this particular instance, comes to these what people consider, you know, divine revelations. The conditions that he has to put himself in, they're like, ah, he was dehydrated, he was sunstroked, he was in the desert, he was starving, he had smoked some DMT, <laughs> he ate a bunch of peyote so he didn't starve. All of a sudden he found God. I was like, did he? <laughs> Is that how that works? <laughs> Holy smokes, am I divine. <laughs> uh, you just need to come back and, and pr- pr- 
prophetize. Then <laughs> yeah. whether that's spelled with an yeah. F or a PH is up to you. Well, it's, it's kind of like Star Trek. Remember the character Q? At one point, Q gets banished and he becomes immortal for a while. And he becomes like one of the humans on the Enterprise. I mean, just while Christ was on Earth, he was just like Q. He didn't have his powers. Same kind of thing. No big deal. He was a god before. He was a god after. He's just not a god while he's there. He was just a god without powers. Yeah. Those are some nice acrobatics you're doing to, to make up for. <laughs> but if you're having doubt and you're, you're not really sure about whether Jesus was divine while he was on Earth, maybe you could purchase your own pair of Jesus shoes. Oh, man, those are expensive. <laughs> and that will fill you with the, the Holy Spirit and alleviate any doubt that you have. So, yeah, as the article says, do you have about $3,000 lying around? Then maybe you, sure can, do. You, maybe you <laughs> could get a pair of these shoes. Get this. Each pair include a steel crucifix on the, on like... Laces? Lace Laces. comes together. Yep. Has a steel crucifix. They are made of 100% frankincense wool. <laughs> nice. With up to 60 cc's of holy water that's that's in quotes from the river jordan under the soul so you could literally walk on water like jesus nice approved <laughs> ian yes we couldn't come up We're with this fucking idea <laughs> no i would have never this was not even in my 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 spectrum of thinking like I don't know why. Three, I don't know why I don't have a gift for scams like this. $3,000 we could have been making. <laughs> per pair. I know. Per pair. We would have sold out in, they, I think they sold out in a minute or less, if I read the article correctly. Yeah. However, yeah, like, I'm still reeling from not, from trying to figure out how to cash in on that personal license place scam that we <laughs> looked in on right. a couple months ago. Where you have to just have some sort mm. of pro-American slogan, and then like we get money for that if you choose that as your license plate for some reason. Uh, this is this is this is some next level stuff. I would have never thought to get a pair of Nike Air Maxes and fill the pockets of air in the soles with, again, in in quotes, holy water from the River Jordan. Holy crap! It has a Nike swoosh on it. Yes. Yeah. It's a Nike shoe. They didn't make yeah, these shoes. Yes. They are literally Nike Air Maxes that have been adapted. <coughs> Nike does not yeah. manufacture these. Oh, my God. We could have made them in the basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's got to be some kind of loophole, too, where you can say it's from the River Jordan, but it's really not, and we're just using tap water. We just use quotes. <laughs> wow. So the very last thing I had is right up your alley, Jared. You're constantly looking for the, the way to you know make your money. Mm -hmm. There's a real estate firm in Charlotte. That has a brand new inspector that can be purchased, and the inspector will show up at the house you're about to buy, and they will inform you. They, the, I don't know what they're if they are required to spend the night or whatever, but they will come back just like if you get your house inspected for uh, radon. These people will come back and tell you whether or not your house is haunted. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it, I could have been double dipping on this shit. Exactly. Now, these people are only in Charlotte, and you're already in the real estate business. I think you started up in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So when you <laughs> once you put your offer in your house, I hand you another card and go, also, if you're worried that the house might be haunted. <laughs> I have a... 100% uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We can, we, you can just watch 
watch a Ghostbusters movie and, and whip yourself up a fake EKG meter. And uh, I like where this is going. <laughs> Actually, it is illegal in Pennsylvania to do that. I, you can't you can't kick back yourself like that. Oh, PKE meter. Thanks. Oh, you can't? No. Ian, but... I have a job for you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what I can do is hand them a list of companies that do that. So we'll make up, we'll put the real one in there and then three fake ones. Sure. And then put yours in like big bold letters. Or I'm sorry, right. ours. <laughs> right. Well, you just have three, four, you know, four different company names, four different Google telephone numbers to just ring Ian's phone. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, this is much better than the idea that I was barking on. And all you have to do is you you take the money, you go back to them the next day and say, nope, it's not on it. Because it never wrong. is. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, again, I don't know, you said this is going on in North Carolina? Yes. I, yeah, maybe down there it's a big problem. I've never had anybody legitimately ask me that. In northeastern Pennsylvania? What? Never. Wow. Is this place haunted or I think this place is haunted? I've never has that happened. There is a famous haunted house up in Pittston. It was in a movie and everything. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if, they think, if they're thinking it, they're keeping it to themselves. That's well, possible. You, you have to disclose, don't you? Isn't that- For ghosts, yes. Every time there's a ghost in the house, <laughs> you should disclose. <laughs> it's called the Peter Venkman rule. <laughs> 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 well, all you have to do is is hint and say, well, you know, there are some things you don't need to conclude, don't need to um, disclose. You don't need to disclose, for example, if you've had paranormal experiences in your house. Just saying. <laughs> I'll just bring my my props with me to every house I show. There you go. That fall over and spin around and whatever, and be like, uh oh, <laughs> wing baseballs at the wall. No big deal. <laughs> you might need the ghost exterminators. <laughs> <laughs> You should probably just concentrate on selling the house. <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> There's no copyright infringement on that. <laughs> all right. That's all I've got for this week. Does anybody have anything else? What? Real uh, briefly, do you think the guy who's doing this saw the, the Frighteners and was like, that's a great idea? <laughs> like, <laughs> probably. All right. Anyway, go. <laughs> oh, I had something, but it's like an actual story, and I don't want to get into an actual story. It's not an amusing anecdote, so maybe I'll we can look into it next week. Okay. All right. All right. Well, in that case, that's going to be it. We'll wrap it up. Uh, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast. Uh, we do appreciate your continued support. Grinch showed up this week, gave <laughs> up watching the debates. He probably was more like me and didn't want to watch them. But but yeah, thanks for joining us. And thanks for your support. If you enjoy the podcast, you could join as well. Our Patreon page, patreon.com slash profanearg. Sign up and join us. Listen live. If you can't do that, you could support the podcast by sharing it on social media uh, or leave a review on iTunes. The reviews help get our get our podcast in the search engines more, so I'd appreciate that. Or really share it on social media. I got uh, I've been getting more and more people liking the Facebook page, so appreciate that. If you want to contact us otherwise, again, the Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. And we are a member of a podcast network that you might want to check out. Some like-minded people who put together a variety of different shows. You can see them all at soon-to-be-named-network.com. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. Bye.